What's up, everybody? It's Adele. This is Natalie. And we are on Ballin' Out, episode seven. Episode seven. We, we this is kind of crazy. Yeah, this we is are crazy. on episode seven. We're just gonna keep saying it's crazy now that every single I think time. now that we've made it past five, we're just like we're extra hyped like every time. We didn't you know, it's like one of those like athlete things, like we didn't think we we're gonna make it this far. But right. like, we did, like we never imagined it, never in our wildest dreams, but now we have. So. Listen, this is, you know, our baby. This podcast is our baby. It's really something that keeps Tis us sane indeed. in the world of music journalism. Or, you know, sometimes we get, to, <laughs> we get to chat with athletes and <laughs> you know, talk to them about sports which is something we normally don't get to do. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening and for giving us a platform and lending your time and your ears. That said, don't forget to subscribe, to rate, and to leave reviews, and just to read all the awesome things that we put on Billboard, period. But podcast subscription first. That's yes. priority number You can number find one. us on Acast, Billboard, and iTunes, or our Twitter accounts. So wherever you go, you will find us. Pretty much. Um, Pardon if my voice is a little crazy. I did cry my eyes out yesterday because Aww. of the ESPYs. Yeah, it was it was an intense night, but a good night. It was, a great night. Yeah. it was a great night. Yeah. It was like, it's interesting because we're definitely in the awards show business. Like Adele and I both are sort of required to watch many awards shows because they usually have a music bent. The ESPYs not really being an exception, it turned out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so most award shows are bad like we can just like say that like many of them are boring and too long and like not relevant they're not like know? spot on they're not tightly no. you mean exactly yeah. and like they don't they don't take political tax in a sort of seamless like thoughtful manner they do them in a really like weird way and it's always kind of like overwrought and like intense intentionally provocative mm-hmm. without necessarily saying, saying right anything. things right yeah but, but last night's was really good, I thought. I mean, starting off with Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron James just defending black lives and, you know, addressing everything that's been going on in the country. Yeah. It just I mean, that was super resonated. powerful. It was like, super fa- powerful to see four successful black men who are athletes using ESPN and ABC Network, which yeah. is where the ESPYs aired. And this was on network television. Like, yes. that is a huge deal. It's like they knew what they had on their hands, and it wouldn't feel right to start the ESPYs without addressing that first, because so many athletes are black. black exactly. So no, but it's just like, I mean, if you look by comparison, like, Hip Hop Honors also had a lot of great, like, political absolutely. commentary, but they were on cable, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where those kinds of things are usually sort of stuck into things with a more like niche audience Mm -hmm. um but this was network tv this was sponsored by espn so that's like you know one of the biggest audiences you can have Mm -hmm. and just you know we should have said this up top but this is like an espy's we're kind of going with a little bit of a recap vibe today we have two people who were at the espy's on this week's episode tiana taylor yes who is as you know a signee to good music amazing r&b singer can also dance her ass off she is also engaged to cleveland cavalier former nick player iman <laughs> Shumpert. had to get that in there um so sh- we will be talking with her as well as chris harris yeah, and he is a Broncos cornerback, so Super Bowl champion this year. Yes. You know, nothing to sneeze at. And as such, he was also at last night's ESPY Awards. And he, he talks a little about some guy you might want to know more about, Von Miller. You know, <laughs> Mr. 
he of the fraught contract, which I believe is still not settled, but yeah. Yeah, poor Vaughn. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, just going back to the ESPYs and everything that went on last night, I'm so happy that we were able to see, um, you know, a tribute to Kobe Bryant, Peyton Manning, mm-hmm. and Abby Wambach, three retired athletes who uh, won the Icon Award. They were also presented by uh, Justin Timberlake, who was I know, in the house. I know, which was like, what? <laughs> and uh, he's a former ESPYs host himself, 2008. Uh, he, yeah, Adele so. just did a post called Best Music Moments yeah, of the ESPYs. So I believe we're seeing out. the research shine through right now. <laughs> um, and then we also did see other music moments. We had yeah. Chance the Rapper close out the show with which was a memorable, great. super yeah. moving tribute to Muhammad Ali. It was an original song, I believe. Yeah, um, that's what, uh, a never before amazing. heard song. Ain't nowhere greater, ain't nowhere brighter, ain't nowhere better, 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 ain't no one pretty. But, you know, Chance the Rapper, as always, he just. And you know, Andra Day had knocked huge everything looks. out of the park. She was like, yes, Andra she was Day. all over the place. Andra like, Day, yes. They played one of her songs and she performed. Yes, and- she did. So she, her, her hit song, Rise Up, which has been a motivational anthem for everyone in both sports and music, um, was featured in the Craig Sager tribute. Uh, Craig Sager is the sports broadcaster who received the Jimmy V Award for Perseverance. Yeah. Perseverance. And um, then Andre Day performed Rearview for all the late sports grades last night. So there were a lot of moving musical tributes, a lot of tear-jerking moments, which is why I was grabbing for the Kleenex (laughs) the entire night. It was intense. It was intense. It was heavy, but it was needed. It's necessary. We all needed to cry after the past few yeah. weeks. So it's it's just and also, something I think like an emotional just, release. It's like the power of sports, like so cliche. But I think like there's just these ways that athletes have to speak out about stuff that is a lot of times like potentially more impactful just because they're so universally beloved. Yeah. You know, like absolutely. they really it's like just like people like winners you know so (laughs) it's like I don't know it's an interesting thing for me and just to see like you know the opening with the Black Lives Matter commentary from people who some of them we haven't really seen them speak as much politically Mm -hmm. so that was like a first time thing like LeBron like he has done some stuff like he wore the I can't breathe shirt Mm -hmm. but like he's been somewhat more like reserved when yeah. it comes to talking politics in general, you know, mm-hmm. which is understandable because like you know he's not obligated to by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. But to see him really t- taking a step forward and just being like, yes, this is what I believe, mm-hmm. like that was insane. And then to see the tribute to now I'm forgetting that guy's name, which is very bad, Xavier Dobson. Yes, Xavier Dobson. Oh, and, that was the oh that God, that was I was just, emotionally torn up. From that one, um, I mean, it's awful. It, it's an aw- yeah. It's it's awful what happened to him. Fifteen years old, and he lost his life from gunfire in Chicago, I believe. Right? I, I, believe I can't confirm. Chicago. Well, location, okay, but yeah, Save, I believe. So you. he basically risked his life to save two to save girls these girls and he did that were them. his friends. Yeah, and it was on Christmas. <laughs> so that story yeah. was, and his mom accepted the award, and yes. she was like so. I mean, she was beautiful, she was eloquent, she just, like, and she did this amazing speech and totally turned it into a moment to, like, um, promote gun control. You know, she Mm -hmm. wanted to turn his, she was like, I don't want him to have died in vain, basically. She was like, I want this to mean something, I want to promote change. And they even put that in the video. They Mm -hmm. put, like, we need more gun control, they put clips of Obama responding Mm -hmm. to the incident. 
and that kind of thing. And I thought, I mean, to have, okay, Black Lives Matter, gun control, like two very like controversial things. And they're putting those out there as just sort of like, sort of unquestioning, unquestionable things is like one thing. And then Brianna Stewart went up to accept her award and she was like, what I want this to mean is that I don't understand why women's sports don't get as much play. Mm -hmm. You know, she was like, now that I'm in the pros, people have stopped paying attention to my career. And it's like, so now we have like equality for women on the table too. Mm -hmm. It was like all these very progressive causes, which is not usually what people associate with sports. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And just to correct what I said earlier, Xavier Dobson was actually a Tennessee high school football player. Um, but totally agree with you. Um, Abby Wambeck got up there and also spoke about equality for you know pay because a lot of the soccer yeah. female players yeah, yeah, have yeah, been yeah. pushing for equal pay with their with their um, male colleagues, with their male peers. So it was it was feminism. It was Black Lives Matter. It was you know gun control and pushing for change. And it was just such an impactful two hours. Um, yeah, that was definitely necessary. I had the pleasure of being at the Lincoln Center for Monday night's hip hop honors and it was the same feeling of empowerment as I saw tributes to Missy Elliott, Queen Latifah, Salt and Pepper and Little Kim. And again, black women matter. This yeah. is first and foremost. And even Common appeared on stage during the Queen Latifah tribute and was just, you know, paying homage to the black women who put their lives on the line in the fight for justice and even, right. you know, shouted out Diamond Reynolds, who was right. the girlfriend of Philando Castile. So a lot of emotional moments this week, but very necessary moments, especially in a time when we're when we as a country are really trying to heal and, you know, just really talk about these issues because doesn't matter if you're black. It, it's it, this is something that affects everybody. And I'm 100%. so glad that people with their stature and power and money are using their platforms to really speak out about these causes. For sure. It's like, it means something. Like when you have that space on live TV and somebody's mm-hmm. handing you the microphone, like, you know, yeah. you can say something that you never know. If you like make one person sit up and say, oh, wow, I never thought about it like that before, like, then that's important. Absolutely. Yeah. You change the narrative. There's a dialogue that's starting. So that's that's important. Um, on a more uplifting note, Schoolboy Q finally released <laughs> yeah. his sophomore studio effort, the Blank Face LP. Yep. And my co-host had the pleasure of interviewing him for the magazine. So how was it? It was great. I quality mean, Q is. time. Quality. <laughs> oh, oh no! See, we've already got a joke. So we're like two <laughs> seconds removed from like our somber awards show. You know, think. Yeah. commentary moment <laughs> I can't even talk but yeah and we've already got some good puns thanks Adele um, I'm doing my job so yeah Q he's just a delight he's like such a smart guy and like really just the album is great definitely go check it out um, and so I had read before going into the interview during my like moments of research that he was actually super into sports like he actually he told me which I don't think is actually out there and got cut from the article so heard it here only um balling out exclusive exactly um he told me that he got recruited by pepperdine of all places like schoolboy q wait like what yeah i know i know he raps about you know dealing drugs and running the streets of south central la which is where he's from and you know that's all sort of true to life stuff that he talks about very frankly 
but when he was in high school, he was good enough at sports. He played basketball, baseball, and football. Okay. And yeah, and he got recruited by Pepperdine to play shortstop on their baseball team. That's amazing. Which is crazy. Yeah. And but he turned it down because he didn't want to play baseball. He didn't like baseball as much as football. So he ended up playing football at West LA College, which is like a junior college mm-hmm. there. Um so yeah, <laughs> and he was like I didn't want to he was like, I didn't want to stay in L.A. to play fucking baseball, is what he said. Because, <laughs> um, oh, you know, Pepperdine's in Malibu. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but, but yeah, so that was a trip. Apparently, he says he ran a 446 at, like, 40-yard dash at West really L.A. College. Really now? That's what Where's he says. Where's visual proof? I know. We need Cute. to, like, look we need through the... Yeah, it would be great. He played wide receiver at West LA College. So he was like super into it. He That's really amazing. was like very, very into sports for like his entire life, basically. Um, and so I talked to him a little bit about it. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a big Seahawks fan. And all he had to say was, fuck the Seahawks. <laughs> and I was like, Sorry, why not. are you doing this to me? Like, I love the Seahawks more than anything. <laughs> and he was like, no, you know what? Marshawn Lynch said, fuck the Seahawks too. That's why he retired. I was like, Anyway, he, you know, all in good fun, maybe he was being really mean. But he's a Niners fan, so that sort of explains his, you know, his allegiance. Exactly. His reluctance to praise the Seahawks in any way, shape, or form. But I got my, like, clap back, kind of, by being like, but you're a Niners fan. (laughs) Because, like... Hey, my sister's a Niners fan. And she's probably listening to this podcast. Okay, no, sorry, Adele's no sister. No um, shade, Cheryl. No shade. <laughs> yeah, but the Niners are having, you know, they're just having a rough go over it for the moment. Um, and he said, it is what it is. I'm a Laker fan, too, and an Angels fan. None of my teams are worth shit. He <laughs> was like, I'm going through my struggles. This is my As struggle. we all are. <laughs> and then, like, when I said that, you know, I understood being a Mariners fan, Yikes. Um, he was like, Mariners ain't been shit since shit been shit. So, <laughs> so eloquent, that guy. I love He really, Q. he has a way with words. You know, that's why he's in the right, he's in the right line of work. Yes. Um, and then his hot take, his hot take. And he did tell me in the story, which you can read now on billboard.com. Plug. That plug. he, once he retires from rap, which he does want to do, he wouldn't say no to a gig doing commentary on ESPN. So. Oh, I'm here for that. Me too. Um. Oh, jeez. All Sorry. right, ESPN. You um, heard that here first. We better start sure. drafting up that he young already, contract. He has like his Stephen A. Smith ready takes. Like yep. already, he I, says. I could see it. I, well, hear it. Right. This. <laughs> he says, "I think A. Rod is the best baseball player ever." Oh. Every year, there's never been a player as consistent as A. Rod. Oh. I don't care when they talk about the drugs. The eyes and the hands still have to connect with the ball. You have to feel the ball. I don't think drugs help your accuracy, your hand-eye coordination. A-Rod is probably the best baseball player ever to play the game. Anybody that watches baseball should know that. Wow. Straight from Schoolboy Q's mouth via my mouth to your ears. <laughs> and straight off the transcript on the iPhone. Yep. I heard it here first. But yeah, so, so Schoolboy, we, I don't think I wasn't paying attention to your hot takes. They're out here now. <laughs> They're on balling out, so it's official tissue. Um, So, yeah, let's get right into our interviews. First up, we have Chris Harris from the Denver Broncos. Uh, Here's the interview. I'm about to hit the yay button. I don't want to say nothing wrong, but it'd be wrong if I ain't say nothing. Imagine if I ain't say something. 
Now we welcome on to Ballin' Out, Chris Harris Jr., who is a cornerback on the Denver Broncos, who happen to be this year's Super Bowl champions. Hey, welcome, Chris. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. Of course. Um, so, I mean, we just want to start kind of in the obvious place, the Super Bowl. I mean, A, you won. Like, that's crazy. Um, so you just got the ring pretty recently, right? Yeah, we just got it on uh, the 11th, or actually, yeah, the 11th, and uh, it's, man, it's, it's huge. Yeah. I know, I saw, I saw a picture. Put a lot of done. I was actually um, at the Super Bowl uh, back in February, and can you just kind of describe what it was like once you knew that you were going to win? Oh, it was crazy the whole thing, and uh, just the celebration, and having that parade. Uh, I think we had like over uh, um, two million uh, fans coming to the parade. Wow. So it was the whole experience was crazy. It was definitely something I remember forever. It was interesting because it was like sort of like it wasn't super hotly contested. You know, it seemed like you guys were going to win the entire time. <laughs> like, did it feel that way on your end? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think even from the whole week of just practicing, uh, we felt that uh, we're definitely going to uh, have a great game plan. That, um, we figured that we we're going to win, and uh, we just practiced how we, how we played, how we practiced all week, and um, they were able to get the job done. Yeah, oh, it was. I think a lot of people were sort of surprised, but they didn't really have a reason to be, you know, I don't know. Just, you know, the cam yeah. hype was so intense. Um. Did you get to see the... I know you don't get to watch the halftime show while it's happening, but, like, did you see it after? No, I didn't. Um, uh, oh, actually, I got to watch it on, um, uh, like, DVD or TV. Yeah. Uh, recorded it, and uh, uh, so I did get to see that. What did you think? Listen, we don't get to watch it during the game, though. Right. <laughs> Are you a member of the Beehive, Chris? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm a Beyonce fan. <laughs> Have you yeah, been checking you out the... like Beyonce. I don't know. Some people don't, though. They're crazy. Have you been checking out the new album? Oh, yeah, it's pretty good. I watched the um, little movie. Yeah, it didn't freak you I'm out? Movie that she <laughs> I think a lot of guys were uh, a no, little I bit. Think she did. I think she did a pretty good job acting. I think people make it like her and Jay-Z right. having a little problems. But I think it was just, she was just doing a good job of acting. Just played a great role. Yeah, that's sort of what I tend to think, too. You know, people yeah. like to make it all personal when it may not necessarily be. Has there been a song uh, yeah. that's currently out that you can't stop uh, listening to? Oh, that's a great question. <laughs> um... I would say you're gonna like make me go to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be a good one, no pressure. I would say uh, I'm still liking that Drake for free. I like that. Yeah. That he came out with, and uh, I like that Kanye West Champions. Yeah, that one's good. We talked about it on, on the podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's a serious posse cut. Um, 
Have you gotten a chance to meet Drake or DJ Khaled? No, I haven't. Any particular rappers that you've met in person? Um, uh, say uh, T.I., uh, Rick Ross. Yeah, we saw you hosted um, a Rick Ross concert in Denver. <laughs> How yeah. was that? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was real cool. He came and uh, he showed my love. and uh, He definitely had it um, turned up at, uh, in Denver, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Denver turn-up is like a different a different kind of turnip than you have a lot of places, specifically like a greener turnip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people out here, they definitely, uh, definitely, it's just like concerts are the biggest things out here. Yeah. That's what they love the most. Well, that's good. When Is there one that you've been to recently? I think the Ross might actually no. I went to the um, Future Kane. It's kind of like the Summer Jam that they do. Oh, nice! That's kind of like the last one. Are you a big Future fan? Future Kevin Gates. It was a whole bunch of people. Oh wow! Are you a big Future fan? Oh yeah, I'm a big Future. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he just dropped that new mixtape today. You're gonna have to check it out with us with DJ Esco. Always with the new music. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely already on it. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, I know that the team also got to go to the White House pretty recently. Oh, yeah, that was a cool experience. It was kind of... I thought the White House would be a lot bigger <laughs> than it was, but seeing it on TV, you think it was way bigger than what it is, but it was still, still a cool experience. Was it President Obama uh, share any major keys, as DJ Khaled would say? <laughs> um, no, nah, he was just pretty much um, just taking back off of the things that we did uh, that that season, the things that we accomplished, and we pretty much said he was. Uh, he said he was a Bears fan like three times. <laughs> he wasn't gonna let you guys forget that. <laughs> Nah, because he, I mean, he he loved the 85 Bears defense. He thought they're, 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 they're competing with us as the greatest defenses, so uh, he didn't want us to definitely get that edge. <laughs> That's awesome. See, the funny thing is, like, I'm a Seahawks fan, so I have, you know, comparing defenses, like, I obviously have, like, a vested interest. Yeah. But um, I noticed oh, yeah. that Pro Football Focus ranked you guys the top cornerbacks which, you know, Richard Sherman over here, you know, with the Seahawks, he would probably have something to say about that. <laughs> but I know Vaughn was oh, yeah. excited. He's been he's been calling you out a lot recently. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, if you go off the numbers, I mean, we had the number one pass defense last year, and we returned pretty much everybody, so. I mean, just off what we did last year, I think we definitely deserve to be number one going into the season. And uh, we know it's going to be a challenge to, to go back and do that again, but we feel like uh, we're going to be a lot better in the second, day, a second year in this defensive scheme with Wade Phillips. And yeah. So we feel like we're pretty confident going into this year. Yeah, definitely. No, that's good. I mean, Obviously, it's going to be interesting because you'll have a new quarterback, <laughs> but it's kind of a big deal. Yeah. 
Has it been a, is there a, a palpable feeling in the locker room or even on the field, you know, now that Peyton Manning is going to be retiring? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we learned how to play a little bit without Peyton last year, uh, with him being injured. And mm -hmm. So as a team, we've always won games as a team. So it's something that we're already used to kind of going into the season. So it's not a big adjustment for us. For sure. And as a champion, you know, after winning the Super Bowl, what's your whole take on how Cleveland celebrated, especially, you know, being shirtless during the <laughs> during the parade? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, it's definitely an amazing feeling. And uh, they definitely, uh, J.R. Smith, uh, he definitely was enjoyed himself. And, I mean, you just got to, uh, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, so. I mean, those guys are free to do whatever they want right now. And uh, they, they did something that nobody's ever done is bring a championship to Cleveland. So, um, yeah. hey, they don't want to wear a shirt. They ain't got to wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I Obama just... might want them. Like you said, I've seen the video. You tell them they might need to put their shirts on after a couple of days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is true. This is coming from the commander-in-chief. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we also, we were sort of talking a little bit about, more about Von Miller, and we heard this rumor that he, like, is fined for farting on the field. We want to know if this is, like, true or if this is just something that people made up. Uh, this is true. He's not in my, uh, we have position uh, rooms, and he's with the outside linebackers, so, <laughs> I mean, that goes on with their room, but from what they say, they definitely have that rule in place. <laughs> That's great. You don't have it over with the cornerbacks, though, or the secondary? Nah, we don't have no issues like that. <laughs> Nobody smelling like Vaughn. <laughs> well, I'm glad. I mean, but thank you so much for your time today. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, that's pretty good. All right. All right. Good Thanks stuff. so much. Good and luck. Good luck with the impending baby. <laughs> I hope everything goes great. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Thank All right. You. Have a good rest Take of your care, day. Chris. Bye. And now we've got our little chat with Tiana Taylor. Hi, Tiana. How's everything going? Hi, everything's going great. How are you? Doing well. Okay. It's Friday Eve. So we have no complaints <laughs> over here. Last night, we know you were at the ESPYs with your bae. What was the most tear-jerking tear moment for you? At the ESPYs? Yes. Man, it was a lot because, one, I'm already sensitive. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it came apart for me. Like, every <laughs> every single moment came apart for me. Um, like, honestly, it's not even, like, just, like, oh, only this one. Like, every single moment. It came all the way apart for me, and he was just looking at me like, man, you're such a crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, you know. Yeah. Every, every single moment, like, just, because that was my first time actually staying. Like, usually I'll just, you know, go and do the carpet. Last year we went, we did the carpet. I actually wound up, like, I was pregnant, so, you know, I was going through it. Like, I feel like I was going to pass out on the carpet, so oh he kind of just did the carpet. He was like, 
all right, babe, we just we just gonna go. You know what I'm saying? You don't look like you're doing too well. So we didn't even stay. Aww. So this year was my first time really getting the chance to stay and see everything. And it's like that whole show was just e- emotional. I think not only just with the people who lost their lives or, you know, people that were sick, it was just more so like just how much of an inspiration, you know, people were and how uplifting the awards were. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. it's just, yeah, it's just a, it's a, a heroic night, you know, to really show love to, you know, people that really inspire the world. Yeah, no, the whole tone was definitely just like, super like a little bit intense but also uplifting uplifting. jinx (laughs) what 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 did the room feel like when everyone saw carmelo anthony chris paul lebron james and uh dwayne wade up on stage first man that shit was like that shit was like a movie like everybody was just so quiet and just you know stood up and they got their message across like that's you know really what it what it was. Like I said, it was a very emotional night for everybody. It was a lot of standing up, but I brought my slippers. You know, <laughs> kind of jealous. Yeah, I had a little fluffy, ducky, confetti slippers. So, you know, everybody was a little jealous when it was time to stand up. You know, I was standing up nice and proud and free. That's and awesome. And people was hurt, and it was, yeah, it was, it was one of those nights, though, where everybody deserved a standing ovation. So it was like a lot of standing. How did you feel about John Cena's performance as host? He was actually really funny. He was really funny. He had some good jokes. I'm just happy that he didn't get the roast of Iman. Right. He was ready. He looked like he was ready for everybody. Like, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I know. It was like it was a little serious, like up top. Like he, there was kind of like, right, like, but no one was like, safe. Ooh. No one was safe. Um, and then also, right, exactly. That's exactly what last night was. Like, nobody was safe at all. It was like, oh, you thought you were safe? Well, you're not, okay? <laughs> For sure. I mean, you've already had a really busy week. I mean, I was at VH1 Hip Hop Honors, and I was just floored by your performance for the Little Kim tribute. How did that even come together? It's crazy because I was, like, literally, like, my caption, me saying I was on vacation, I was, like, literally really on vacation for Iman's Iman's birthday. We were in Puerto Rico, and, because, I mean, a while, not a while back, but when I did New Orleans for um, Essence Fest is when it first came up. But it was one of them things, like, oh, how would you feel about that? I'm like, oh, shit, like, you know, like, let's do it. I'm serious. Like, you know how people just say something. They're like, no, I got you. And it's like, no, nigga, like, I'm serious. Like, I, I need to know what we going to do. Like, I was all excited, you know, I was already started dancing and shit like that. And honestly, a couple of days went by. We didn't really hear, you know, we didn't really hear too much. But I could still was saying, no, no, like, am I doing it? Am I doing it? Whatever, whatever. And then when I was in Puerto Rico, they had finally called us, like, two days prior uh, before show. And um, they said it was on. And I immediately, I just... I, I got on it. They told me what songs uh, they wanted me to do. I asked about to do all about the Benjamins, and you know, uh, Kim was like, you know, let Tiana do whatever she wanted to do. So they let me do Benjamins, and shit was lit. So we did no time and, and Benjamins, and immediately when I tell you, it was it's it's so hard to explain because what I was doing was just some. Um, it was almost like movie shit like I'm talking about like, I barely slept or if I did go to sleep I would lay down put my phone on my face and <laughs> play the song over and over and over I'm talking about I, I became 
a stalker, a stalker, because I mean, my mom has always been a Kim, a really, really big Kim fan, and so it made me a Kim fan just at such a young age. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I already knew. Like it's crazy because when I graduated, uh, me and my friends like. We were like playing around in our cap and gown, acting like we was like Kim and Junior Mafia. So I already <laughs> always had it in me. But you know, when you pay a tribute to somebody, it's bigger than just playing around and acting like you somebody. Like you got to really embody <laughs> that person, really study and really appreciate them and the ever and what they bring to the table. So it was like I'm in Puerto Rico. I'm like eat, sleep, thinking Kim. Like all the way down to googling Kim nails, Kim interviews. You know what I'm saying? Just small stuff like. To really get everything all the way down, like I really, really put my all into it, like nonstop. What was the most uh, nerve-wracking part of the tribute? Huh? What was the most nerve-wracking part of performing in the tribute? You know, what's crazy is because like I was so focused that I barely like when I get really, really focused in on something. Like sometimes I'll forget to eat. My mom's like, "Tian, you gotta eat something. Like you have to relax." You gotta eat something, and I'm just like, yeah, all right, I got you, yeah, I'm gonna eat. And then I, I go and wind up not eating. So it was like when I went on stage, it was so it was so intense, like because even before I went on stage, like my mom was going uh, was going blank, like that's how nervous I was. I'm like, oh my god, mom, oh my god, my mind is going blank. I don't even know what the first two lines are. Like that's how much I was peeking out, like you know, just. Because like I said, like when you are nervous and you appreciate somebody, it's a big deal. It's not a, a matter of, yeah, yeah, I got this. I'm about to kill this shit. Like, nah, that's not me. I'm more of the type like, oh, my God, this shit's about to go down. So all the way up into those sliding door slits, and you see me on that squat, honey, yes. just know that I prayed all the way you up. You did that. Door. You definitely <laughs> did that. Doors, right. When them doors open, honey, I just... I went. I went to town. Like I, I, I just went to town. It was crazy because I did all that, and then I had to hurry up and change into a whole completely different look. And in the midst of changing, I was like gagging, like I almost threw up. Like it was just, it was a lot. Like it's just, you would have had to be there to really understand and see like what I'm talking about. Like it was, I was real life, like really just going hard. Like I was barely sleeping. So it was like when I got off stage and it was like, even with the crowd, like when I came out, like I was supposed to have my voice a little deeper, a little bit more calm, but that crowd was going so crazy. It just got me hyped. Like, so when I got off stage, I was like, good. Like I didn't grow up, but I like, I just gagged, you know, oh and I was like, oh my God. Like, yeah, we then, never yeah, would have guessed that. Yeah, we had 45 seconds to change. Yeah, we had, I started feeling claustrophobic. Like it was, it was crazy. And I was like, fuck it. I put my dress on. They couldn't even get my dress all the way zipped up because I had to hurry up and run out because once uh, Sheik's birth came on, I knew that that was my cue to, you know, to start heading out there. So once I heard his birth and they were trying to zip up my dress, I'm like, fuck it, like, I'm just going to have to go in <laughs> and just do for real. I'm like, I'm going to have to go and just do what I got to do, and that's exactly what I did. You nailed it like crazy a how, though. Like, you come out and then all the, all the fans go crazy and they don't even realize all the shit that was happening behind stage is what made it even better because it was like we really strung it together. Even on my team, like Tokyo, Ducky, and, and Japan, like everybody just getting prepared in two days and, you know, really just making it happen is what made it dope. But yeah, the most nerve wracking part of the show was definitely like that 45 second outfit change. And it wasn't just outfit change, it was like a wig change and, you know, accessories and, and all types of stuff. 
crazy. And it's crazy because with all that, with changing into a whole look, it still was like, I think we still didn't even have time to put on like a whole nother chain or two. So, um, oh, my, oh, I left my glasses. Like, that's how crazy <laughs> it was. But I'm like, look, this shit is live. The show must go on. Like, you know. Definitely. So we had to do what we had to do. I'm telling you. But I do have a question, though. How is it that you were just pregnant, like, a few months ago, and you are just looking absolutely amazing? What is your secret? <laughs> Thank you. I mean, I, I really, I think because right after Junie was born, we went, we went straight on tour. But yeah, we went straight on tour. And, um, no, we did a video first. We did the undercover video. And I was just like, when I was doing the video, I'm like, man, I'm ready. Like, this time, like... And I had already had, like, my dancers out there. Like, I had everybody out there. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to do a video and, you know, pay for all these flights. I did everything out of pocket. I'm like, well, I'm going to do a video and pay for all these flights. And my whole team is here. While they're here, instead of, like, reflying them out, we might as well just do, kill two birds on one stone, do a video and do a concert. We wound up giving Cleveland a free concert. And um, and right after that concert, I was just like, yo, like, I'm, I'm ready. Like, we need to go back on tour. So we were back on tour. Maybe about uh, two months, two months after my Cleveland show, and here we are. So I think just all the dancing and staying active is what really like kept my my body on point for sure. Definitely, and you certainly. I mean, you had something to dance about too with the with the Cavs winning. <laughs> winning the championship. Um, what was like? What was the aftermath of that like? Oh my gosh, that was that was crazy. You know, like that was really it was history. It was that too was also, you know, very emotional, very emotional for LeBron, especially, you know, him being from Akron and, you know, being able to really accomplish what he wanted to accomplish for Cleveland. So it was a it was a big moment for everybody. It was a big moment for Elon, it was a big moment for, you know, Swish especially with them, you know, getting traded. Like it was it was right. a dope moment for everybody. Yeah, and I mean, it seemed like the celebrating was like was crazy. Yeah, that's what we heard from. Nobody went to bed. Yeah, (laughs) that's what we heard from Machine Gun Kelly. We talked to him about the celebrations a little bit, and he said things were wild. He was like, they were taking over the whole city. Yeah, it was. It was definitely crazy. Sure. Um, and then, you know, on the musical front, you know, people loved Seven so much, your previously released album, and, you know, we're waiting for more from you. So what can we expect in the future? Um, what can we expect um, in terms of new music? Because I know your fans are craving it. Well, I'm actually going to go to the studio today after the um after we do the Kids' Choice Awards and, you know, get straight to work. I, I just, I need, I have to put out music. Like, it's it, it definitely that time. So I just want to get me the music done. We'll see what happens when we get to the studio. It's crazy because I actually have a whole bunch of records as well that I didn't even make the first album, only simply because, you know, we can only put a certain amount of songs on the album. Right. So we still got, like, just a whole bunch of keys in the archives. So what I really want to do is just add on and, you know, and just take it from there. Has motherhood um, changed your creative process at all? Uh, 
if, if it changed anything, it definitely changed my focus. Like, so if I was already focused in the beginning, I definitely, I'm a lot more focused now with motherhood. I'm a lot more uh, selfish, but not in a bad way. It's more so like I just don't have time for the game. I don't have right. the games. I don't have time to be, you know, waiting because now how I look at it is everything I do. I do for her, you know, I do for Junie. So it's like, even whether it's with my business or, you know, anything, it's just like, okay, it's time to get this shit popping. Like, you know, even with the tour and, and everything else, it's just like your whole focus is different. Your motivation is different because now you're not doing it for just yourself. You know, you're doing it for your child. Like, so, I mean, I guess that's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. So, well, I can't wait to hear the new music. Um, appreciate everything and for your time today. Thank you so much. We will definitely hear it All right, sounds All right, good. Enjoy everybody. the show tonight. Thank you. All right, bye. bye. That was Chris Harris and Tiana Taylor, and we are Adele and Natalie of Ballin' Out, hey. episode seven in the can. Yeah, God, thank this summer you. is just going by so fast. Oh, yeah, this I know. podcast but schedule is going by so fast. It's almost time for football. It's almost time for football. Natalie's yeah. doing her happy dance. Right I'm now. like, it's going to save my life. We should, we should have a Ballin' Out fantasy league with oh, people man. who listen to the podcast. Matthew Barry, if you're out there, that's just a, that's just a little. You. If you're, if you would be interested in balling out fantasy league, why don't you tweet at us? Just yes. say, just say, hey. And as a friendly reminder, it is just our names. You can find me Adele at Adele Platon on Twitter and Natalie at Natalie Weiner on Twitter. It's so easy, super easy. You can just easy, go, yeah, it's easy. Like, just stalk us, follow us, tweet us, trash us, like <laughs> I always say. But. For Christ's sake, just listen to us. <laughs> yep, yep. And subscribe and rate and review. All those things on iTunes. Um, anyway, thank you so much for listening. Till next time. Peace.